Hello and welcome to a special bonus edition of the UK Law Weekly podcast with me, your host, Marcus Cleaver. With the issue of term time holidays dominating the headlines, and in fact, as I look at it this evening, uh, the Supreme Court decision is the top headline on the BBC website, I thought we'd take a quick look at the case of Isle of Wight Council and Platt, which has the citation 2017 UKSC 28, and the final decision that was handed down today. Now, we'll get to the three key points to take away from this case in a minute, but first let's go over the facts and the decision themselves. So in this case, a father, Mr Platt, took his daughter out of school during term time for a holiday to Florida that lasted for seven days. However, this absence of the daughter had not been authorised by the head teacher, and so Mr Platt incurred a £60 fine. Mr Platt disagreed with the decision to apply the fine to his daughter, who had a record attendance of 92.3%, I think it was, and his appeal against this fine was successful throughout the lower courts. But Mr Platt today lost his case at the UK's highest court, the Supreme Court in London. In terms of the actual legislation, the key phrase that the court was looking at was fails to attend regularly, which is in section 444.1 of the Education Act 1996. In terms of their interpretation, the Supreme Court said that this means in accordance with the rules, and so that's why Platt lost the case. This kind of goes against some earlier decisions, one from the 1960s and one more recently in 2006, where the lower courts had said that attending regularly meant looking at the child's attendance across the year and making sure that they had a decent attendance record. And so you can see why Mr Platt in the case brought up the idea of his daughter's overall attendance being above 90%, because this would be suggestive of attending regularly. Nevertheless, he lost the case, and so I think there's a few things that we can take away from it. So the first thing that I'd like to point out is that this clearly establishes a strict rule. On the one hand, this could be seen as a positive thing because it creates certainty in the law, not just for parents and teachers, but also for the head teachers who are trying to apply the law on a day-to-day basis in their own schools. On the other hand, this does have negative consequences as well, this strict rule, and it potentially criminalises minor breaches in the law. Mr Platt pointed out after the case that in theory if your child was one minute late for school then the parents might be prosecuted. This is certainly true now but is unlikely to be the case because there is always going to be that discretion over prosecution policy that we see in other areas of the law as well such as um, probably most famously um, marijuana use and also in assisted suicide as well. More practically, on a day-to-day basis, it's unlikely that if you're a minute late for school, then the parents are going to be prosecuted under this Education Act 1996. Nevertheless, prosecutions, it's worth pointing out, have gone up since the rules were tightened in 2013. The second, more general takeaway from this case is to do with education itself. On the plus side, children will now be spending much more time in school, and so will be focused on their education and academic achievement. There's some studies that show if children are missing school on a regular basis, then it can negatively affect their GCSE results as well as other test scores. And also on a more social level, 
it means that they'll be spending more time with other pupils and their friends and so socialising with people of their own age. However, there is also a sort of a downside to this as well, and so children may miss out on opportunities outside of the classroom by not going on holiday. In other words, if their parents are planning to take them on a sort of magnificent trip to America, as in this case, or maybe to Africa or anywhere else in the world, even in the UK, then this is an experience that the child is potentially missing out on. And there's other research that shows that this experience outside of the classroom in extracurricular activities or these types of holidays where the children's actually out and exploring the world are also beneficial not only to their sort of education, but also to them developing as young people themselves. So a positive and negative on that education point as well. However, the final point is really a negative one, and I think that we're going to see this possibly even in the upcoming months, or certainly next year going into Christmas 2017 and also the summer of 2018, and that's to do with the price of holidays. Now, those of you who maybe have children will already know that there is a massive difference between the prices of holidays in and outside of term time, and this is obviously because of the way that markets work. Holidays are more popular during outside of term time, sorry, because they know that that's when people are going to want to go on holiday with their children. Now, if the rules had been less strict and people were allowed to go on holiday um, within term time, then this creates a bit more flexibility in terms of the pricing for those holidays. However, the decision in this case means that the prices of holidays outside of term time are only going to skyrocket in the future. This may seem like a bit of an abstract point, but it does have real consequences. It means that some poorer parents are not going to be able to afford to take their children on the holiday that they would like to now, and so children are going to be missing out on opportunities, and may be going on holiday simply within the UK, whereas previously they would have been able to sort of go abroad and have those experiences. Also, I think it's important to point out that depending on the parent's job, they may not actually be able to take holiday during the half terms or the summer breaks or Christmas breaks when their children are out of school. And so they may not actually even be able to go on holiday whatsoever. So what can we actually say then in terms of an overall conclusion? Well, the Prime Minister Theresa May offered her two cents on the case today and came out in support of the decision of, unsurprisingly, the Supreme Court and the Department for Education. She said that it was right that children should be spending time in schools and that parents should not just be able to sort of take their children outside of school because obviously this does have a disruptive effect. However, I think we've seen from the three points I've raised that looking outside from the wider context outside of the schoolyard, we do have to be more wary about praising this decision. This is yet another example of criminalisation in the law and also another example of the state intervening in the rights of parents to decide how they want to look after their children. If the government can dictate how and when children go on holiday with their parents, what better example do you have of what we refer to as the nanny state? 
Well, thank you very much for listening to this bonus podcast episode. I'm really interested to hear what you think and your reaction is to this case. What do you think are the key points that were raised by the decision? What have you read about it that you found particularly interesting? And what do you think the implications are going to be? Uh, I'd love to hear that, so leave those in the comments below if you're watching this on YouTube. Um, and also get in touch at marcuslcleaver at gmail.com if you're listening to the podcast. I'll obviously cover this case in greater detail when we get round to it for covering in the regular episodes. Um, but in the meantime, I hope that you'll be tuning in again next Monday for another edition of the UK Law Weekly podcast. Until then, bye!